Welcome to Asphalt Chasers, the podcast where two motorcycle enthusiasts share their tales of adventure on the open road. Join John and Dave as they discuss the exciting rides they've conquered, the interesting people they've met, and the places they hope to explore in the future. From scenic routes through breathtaking landscapes to exhilarating rides through bustling cities, your hosts will take you on a journey like no other. They will share tips and tricks for planning the ultimate motorcycle trip and talk about the gear and equipment they swear by. And at the end of each episode, they'll raise a glass and take a shot of their favorite spirit in celebration of a ride well-ridden. So strap on your helmet and join John and Dave on the ride with Asphalt Chasers. Good evening and welcome to Asphalt Chasers episode number eight. I'm your host, John. Again, joining you and I got my buddy Dave joining us. Again, how you doing, Dave? I'm doing okay. Just okay? Not great? Yeah, just okay. It's been a rough week. A rough week? It's only, you were recording this on Tuesday. It's a rough week. It's only two days in. Not well for me. It's three, but still, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. All right. So you have a beverage tonight or are you, um, I, I think you're going dry tonight with the alcohol, aren't you? Oh, no, no, no. I knew you couldn't. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yes, yes, yes. So last episode, we uh, had a nice talk with Ted about Sturgis. Made me miss that good old trip again. Didn't, you, didn't that make you uh, want to go back, Dave? Yeah, it did. Yeah. It, the whole time he was out there, I kept seeing his posts and stuff, and I wanted to go back out. Yep. Again, thanks, Ted, from Motorcycle Man Podcast for joining us and checking them out. They've been around it's almost nine years. So. Yeah, thanks, Ted. They've been doing something right. That must be. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, They have a good podcast. Yeah, yeah. So it anyway, that's a pretty interesting YouTube too. So, yeah, cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just don't watch a lot of that and listen, unfortunately, because uh, unlike you, you, as you drive along, you can listen to those things and takes your mind off of things. But me, unfortunately, I have to concentrate, and then I get sidetracked, and it doesn't work too well. All right, so tonight let's talk about, I I, uh, I know we, um, there's an episode between six and seven we recorded, and we had some technical difficulties on somebody's part. Yeah, yeah, I think I was missing. Yeah, so Dave's, Dave audio got dropped somehow. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so we talked about our trip up to, my, I took a little road trip up to New York to visit um, some fam- friends and also watch my nephew BMX race and hang out with Dave. So we need to recover that mudding yes. incident. I think Dave wants to cover that mudding incident that I want to forget about. Yeah. 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 We got to go back and do the lost episode. Well, it won't be the same because I don't think it's going to be as long because I don't remember much of that episode. Yeah. It was a pretty long one. We'll try and keep this one shorter. Yeah. So uh, kind of the kind of the kicker was the gist of the big story of that trip was I went up to PA, got up to see Dave, and we ended up at my uh, nephew was BMX racing bicycles in Bridgewater, New York, and needless to say, it started to rain. Well, hand no, where they set up it was just road. Yeah, that I thought would be really great to park the bikes on. Well, no, no, we need to back up a little bit. All right, all right, back up a little bit. Okay, what do you want to talk about? I went, so John rode up to my house the night before. That was what, Thursday night? Yeah, Thursday night. Or no, Friday night. Friday night. Friday night. Okay. It's been a while now, so you have to jog the old man's memory. So 
the John Road up on Friday night, and then Saturday, we're going to get up and leave, and we're going to take a nice twisty little back road all the way up to upstate New York. Oh, that's right. And then, well, somebody got up a little late. Me! <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then uh, we ended up leaving a little bit late, and then you got a phone call about, right, about 15 minutes in. Yeah, 15 minutes in, reporting that they were uh, moving racing up because of rain. Right. So we had to do some uh, emergency, on-the-fly recalculations, change the route from Twisty to get there as fast as possible. Right. Right, yeah. So we ended up taking highways almost the whole way. But it was all right. It was a good ride. Yeah, but I got you. I mean, Route 8 through New York from Sydney up was, was a nice road. Yeah, yeah, that was a real nice road. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, that that road even goes farther. If you go up to Utica and you keep going north, it goes up all the way up to up, even farther up in the state, upstate. So, oh really? Yeah, I don't remember how far it goes up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, that's uh the backstory. And on our way, we got some rain. Did we get rain on the way up? No, we didn't. We were we we're no no we we're running for no. That's right. So uh, we get there, and it, it's getting like winds picking up, and it's getting really bad. Yeah, it's getting really dark. And we're like, oh, great. So uh, we parked the car, bikes, and and parked in the behind, parking lot originally. Yeah, in parking lot. And then I saw they're set up, and I was like, oh, this is a nice packed route, you know, path. It should be great pulling bikes there. And so we put them over there, and then it started to rain, and then it turned into what, Dave? Ah, a soupy, soupy mud pog. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, it turned into this tacky mud. Yeah. It, it was it was bad. It was slip slide central. Yeah. So, uh, needless to say, we decided, well, we better move the bikes. So, we, Dave said, me to go first, and since I'm on three wheels and won't make it fall, well, needless to say... That didn't work too well for the spider with all the traction control and all the nanny controls and the mud got kinked all up in the tires and the wheel well and yeah. So I ended up I had to have um, about five people push me out. Yeah. It was not very much fun. It, yeah, it was funny to watch though. Yeah, yeah. There were some videos and stuff. I don't know, people but they were nice. They helped me get out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean and for all those videos of people talking about, oh, the spider might be great off road. We now know it ain't. <laughs> no, no. The problem, I mean, the problem is, is that you can't because the wheels have to turn. So there's nanny controls involved in the bike. So all the wheels have to turn. And if they don't turn, they put brakes on and lock up. And then it's a whole, whole mess. So. And your, your fenders are really tight to your tires too. yeah so the mud got kinked up in there and they started to lock up the tires and so yeah it was not a very um easy time getting out so got out dave had a real easy time got out but easier than me well i wouldn't say easy i had to, i at least could go across the soupy sud soupy buddy road into the grass right there's a section of grass on the outside but they had concrete blocks and then a fence, and I just fit in between the two. There wasn't enough room for the spider. There's enough room for the Harley. But yeah. of course, before I got all the way out, there was a truck blocking the the grassway, so I had to do like a 
five point K turn to get around that and go through alongside his camper because he was hooked up to a camper so he couldn't move. Right. So, so. In the end, I got out. So it turns out, for all those who are wondering, a Harley Road Glide is a better off road vehicle than a Scandam Spider. <laughs> okay, Dave. Yep, 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 yep. You can live up to that. All right. <laughs> yes, it is. So, uh, yeah, got got out of that. We got out of that and rode around and downboard some more and rained, and then they ended up clowning off the races. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so we took off. You had put rain gear on and took off and. I showed Dave, I know in episode, let's see, six, I talked about my Gore-Tex client pants I got, which I showed Dave. The the neat feature, I forgot to tell him on that one, was, um, was really cool about the pants is they zip up on the side all the way to like four inches. So that it's re- re- real easy to get on without having to over your boot. So it makes it nice. Yeah, that's a real nice feature. And then... uh. We departed, and uh, I went north, and Dave went south, and which you hit some rain, didn't you? Yeah, I got to ride um, down 8 in the rain, and right as I got to the bottom of 8, I stopped to get gas. And while I was stopped to get gas, it stopped raining. And I pulled out my phone, and I looked at it, and I thought about it, and I'm like, hmm, I think I can get home dry, or at least for a while, at least till I get back to 81. Let's see how far I can get. So I took the rain, the rain, the rain jacket off. I think I left the pants on. Yeah, I left the pants on, and I started down the road. Just a boogie, boogie, boogie. And I have that new app that weather and radar that works with the Harley, and so I could watch the rain. And I was catching it slowly, but I was still behind it, and got all the way to eighty-one. Started going down eighty-one and got almost into Pennsylvania right before. Like about, about a mile and a half before the PA line, it started raining. I mean, hard. So I pulled off right there at the rest area on the state line and stopped right underneath an overpass and put my jacket on and tried to get as rainproof as I could and went on down the road a little further. <laughs> the rain just got harder and harder and harder. Until at one point, I finally called it enough. I I couldn't see the road. I felt like I was hydroplaning at about thirty five miles an hour. So I pulled off into the rest area, and there was another couple there on Harley's too. They they were a little ahead of me, evidently, and uh, they had stopped because of the rain too. So I ended up spending about an hour in the rest area, and the rain finally got ahead of me again, and gave it an extra thirty minutes just for good measure. I think it was and. Fortunately for me, I left out of there and left the rain suit on, but it did its magic and kept the rain away all the way home. So, <laughs> well, that's good. You, you, uh, yeah. When I pulled out and I went north and where I was going to head like thirty minutes ago, and needless to say, uh, well, about fifteen minutes in, I started raining and it just freaking let go on me and I got drenched. And so I made it to my buddy's house, and I was wet. Pants were dry. Top was wet. I'm not sure if I didn't have the rain jacket on good enough. My settlement bag that I have got wet. I haven't emailed them yet. I need to email them and ask them what the deal is. But I I thought for sure there was a rain cover that came with that bag. So that 
going back to that, yeah, I thought there was two. So I went back the next day to ask them, and they're like, no, there's no no cover. But, I mean, I think, am I correct? Dave, you can, people probably know more. But at some point, water will penetrate leather. Yes. Oh, absolutely, yes. So I think that's what happens. I think it's penetrating it. It's. I think this, around the seals, it's zipped up. I think it can handle light rain or something. But just a continuous rain, I think once the leather gets saturated, it's done. Well, you also can uh, treat leather with okay. mink oil, or uh, they also make some stuff that makes it kind of waterproof. It, it beads the water real hard, so it doesn't saturate as quick. You can get like a couple hours out of it then. But Yeah, so I've actually looked. I haven't emailed them. They actually make the bag I have. They actually make a cover for it. Yeah. So I'm thinking about buying that. I just haven't pulled a trigger yet. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that 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 that's the kind of the story of that little trip. And uh, the interesting thing was, the next day while I was at my buddy's house, well, we went back down to watch my nephew race, and on Sunday, and I think Monday, we got out and looked at the bike, and I mean, my bike was just caked with mud still. I went through a lot of rain, and I thought it was good, and so I washed it off some more, thought I did a good job, and then, like, the next day, I went out again and touched up between a wheel and a fender well, and it was like the mud turned into, like, concrete. So it was, like, all bad. So I had to wash more, spray more. I actually had to take a tire, took a tire off to get even a better job, and, yeah. But the interesting thing, we went back the next day, and actually we found out that, and I think my friends found pictures that where this was was actually a is a tractor pull slash mud um, pull um, section. So that's why I think it's you know it's hard, but yet it's also tacky. So yeah, that's what we ended up in. Yeah, a mess. Yeah, so that was fun, and then uh, so after that, you know kind of jump ahead to getting home and everything. I finally washed the bike. I spent like three hours washing it and drying it and then re- seeing where I missed it and wash it some more. And Yeah. So next time I won't do that, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you got the word on that on me. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a, that was a, that was a nice little trip we did. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't think there's much else from New York. I drove home uh, other than I rode more in rain coming home. So it's been a year of riding in rain. Yeah. I mean, your settlement bag held up good in Maine, though, didn't it? It didn't leak up there. No, it did good in Maine, but I just think it was just that it wasn't. I think it's got the couple hours ability, but I think once it gets longer or hard downpour, I think it just doesn't do it. Oh, okay. That's that's going to be my guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I've tried. I've tried with leather jackets, uh, coating them with the waterproof stuff and everything. And if it's been put on within like that, like that spring, if you put on the stuff with the leather, you can see it bead, but eventually it still gets in the wet leather, and eventually you get wet inside. Yeah, so I think I'm going to buy the cover, try to buy the cover, put on it, and then maybe what I have to do is with my clothes inside, just put it in bags inside, little zippy bags, because that's um, somebody talked about this in the past, and a way to pack clothes is you do um, gallon-sized Ziploc bags, 
to put yeah. your like your day clothes that you plan on wearing, like your socks, your underwear, and your shirt in the bag. So then when you mm-hmm. go to that day, you just pull it out, and that's your clothes for the day. So it's easier to find your what you're going to wear that day or your set for the day. And then when you go do laundry, I mean, there it is. It's all ready to go. So you kind of can do things to kind of keep your clothes and also keeps your clothes dry. Yeah, it keeps your clothes dry, and you can put the dirty clothes in the same bag, and then the smelly clothes don't get mixed with the clean clothes. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, probably have to go back to that philosophy, too, of packing and writing. Yeah, that's a better way to go, unless you got it like a completely waterproof bag like I've been rocking lately. So, Well, I, I had I had one of the like bag like you had, but I didn't like it because to get, find anything, you had to take everything out. Yeah, yeah, that's what sucks about it. That's why I like this. My Saddleman bag is because it's got all the, you know, it's divided up and allows me to find what I need. Yeah. So the the roll sack bags are nice, but unfortunately, you roll it, you can't really see inside of it, and it just takes a lot more effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like the fact of my, the Saddleman bag, I, and I know I have the Givi top case on the bike that comes off, but I, it doesn't. Allow me to divide, divide stuff up. Right. So, and that makes it nice, like when you get to that hotel or whatever, where we're staying, you just grab that one bag and go. Right. And and or not as many. And the other thing is, is that with the settlement bag, it's all divided with pockets, so I can pick and choose where I'm putting stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. So stuff doesn't get jogged around. So anyways, I'll figure it out. Yep. Always do. So anyways, um... Let's see. The next thing I think we can talk about is um, you went this past weekend for a little ride, I think. No, I'm going this coming weekend. I thought you guys went camping. I thought you went riding on Sunday. Oh, oh, we didn't go on the ride. We didn't take the bikes. Lonnie's... Whoa, 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 whoa. What happened? So when Lonnie went to Tennessee... Yeah. And he went the night before they went to come up. They came up to Virginia. I think it was the night before they, no, it was in Virginia. They came up to Virginia on their way home and they stopped for a couple of days. And the night before they left, it was raining or something. And they pulled up on the bike and somehow Lonnie slipped or something and pulled his hamstring. Oh. And it hadn't, he doesn't feel comfortable yet holding up the bike. So he wasn't going to take his and I wasn't going to take mine. If I'm the only one taking a bike, that just doesn't make sense. Oh, okay. So we ended up not taking the bikes and ended up working. I ended up working. I ended up working. Yeah. I was supposed to be off uh, Sunday, Monday, but. I volunteered to work since we had one of our guys got hurt. He actually had a motorcycle accident where he broke his ankle and mm. had to get pins stuck in it. So well, he'll be out for 10 weeks. So. Well, hopefully he gets better and hopefully uh, he's glad he's okay. Yeah. 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 He could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that can't talk about that one. Good thing I didn't take uh, that road trip up there this past weekend. Nah, it's good. Well, that might have changed Lonnie's mind, but <laughs> I wasn't going to push it. So. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Don't don't do that. Nah, so we just rode around six deep in the truck on Saturday. Oh, that was <laughs> real fun. Yeah. Mm. But, but anyways, but I am going to 
uh, Delmarva Ocean City, Maryland Bike Week on Thursday. Okay. So watch out for the hurricane. Oh, here we go with the hurricane thing. Take your rain suit. I will take my rain suit. It's supposed to rain tonight. I thought that was Lee, but I guess not. Now, Lee is still a way off, um, but it's supposed to make... Supposed to be hitting the Carolinas or offshore. It's off the shore. Tomorrow night. Is it? Yeah. It's going to be like 300 miles offshore last I heard, so... As much as you might think that this three hundred that's the center, but it's big. The storm No, no, it's it's like what did they say? I think they said it's like six hundred miles across, but the edge of it will be three hundred miles off of shore. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Well Well that was two days ago. I Yeah, who knows what it changes. So yeah. it's coming, it was moving. They're saying it's gonna hit up in uh, New England though. Oh boy. Well those hopefully everybody up in New England stay safe because it's gonna yeah, because I'm going there in a couple of weeks. That, oh, you are going to go up there, huh? Yeah, just with the camper and the wife. Mm, she decided to take that road trip with you, huh? Yeah. Cool, cool. And then uh, I guess uh, I guess the only other big thing we got, we got here in a couple of weeks here, we're going to uh, Maggie Valley, North Carolina, for uh, the Spider Adventures Rally that's happening down there. and. You know, a spider rally, it's, you know, two wheels are welcome as much as anything, you know, so. Well, yeah. And if I get too bored, you know, if they give me too much trouble, I can always run over. It's the same as the, uh, that's the same weekend as the uh, Deep Twin Visionary show. Oh, no, you'll be okay. We'll keep you busy. Um, I went out riding, met up with local spider group that's riding from here out to meet up with them. And we went out down to Barbecue Place and. The one leader was kind of interested in there and following along and these the riding and the guy that leads, he he's um he likes a hooligan ride. And uh but he's keeping it kind of tame on this ride and on the way back I said, Well, I'm going back such and such way. He goes, Oh, how's that road? So it's pretty good. So I guess there was some miscommunication when we left the barbecue place. Cause we didn't exactly tell everybody we we're peeling off and which way we we're going, and these other people were going to go were following us. Uh, like three, two other riders were no, three other riders riding with us, and um, they keep coming, and I'm like, they were going more east. I'm going like north. I'm like, they keep following us. It's going to put them out of the way. So. uh Made a stop and went up to him and said, "Hey, we're doing blowout." I'm like, oh, okay. And so they they took off, and the other guy and me took off, and let's just say, uh, we we were very spirited ride. I was leading, and I was fifteen over, pretty much. <laughs> Did you lose him, John? Oh no. This guy can ride. Oh, okay. So this guy, um, he can ride. I've seen, I've been on rides with one other ride with him on spiders, and he can ride. He also has a BMW uh, bagger. He had um, a um, M109. Um, he, he's had some bikes that 
really fly, and he he likes speed. Oh, okay. Um, the the only thing about it, and I don't know if you listen to the show. So if you listen to the show, I'm sorry. The only thing that worries me is he's talking about how he went up to this group, um, and there this year in the Virginia mountains, and it seems like somebody he talked about multiple years. Somebody wrecks. Oh. So I'm like, it's not him, but others. It's like, so So my thing is, is that people don't ride within their limits. They try to keep up and they push it too hard and then they don't make it. Or, yeah. or they, they have a problem. Yeah, so, it's, you know how it is. Sometimes we like to push our limits a little. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that should be a fun time. So I don't I don't know exact details of what that is. I know you're coming down to my house Thursday yep. Tuesday night. And we're supposed to meet up with them and I haven't exactly figured everything out yet. If we're gonna ride out with them or We can ride out with them. The, I'll just the plan is the back where I usually do. Oh no, they'll they they'll be cool with you. Don't worry. Um Yeah, so we'll be uh, all good and fun with them and get out to Maggie Valley and and then we got our buddies Chad and Jen coming from Texas. So yeah, be cool to see them come out and hang out with them, and, and then we'll then we'll get some um, riding in. So gotta get the wheels through time for Dave because Dave wants to see wheels through time. So we'll have a nice update. Oh, we're supposed to be recording while we're out there too. So I gotta make sure I bring my microphone. Oh, okay, yeah, I gotta bring mine then. Yeah, bring yours just in case. So, anyways. Okay. I'm not sure what else we got to cover tonight, Dave. Oh, oh, I, I, we, we can cover this. I seen a, let me get a opinion. I hear Harley's coming up with a new motor. I heard they upped the motor to a 121 now. Oh, in the uh, CVOs, yeah. Yeah. It's a variable valve timing, too. This, it's a big deal. Yeah. So, yeah, so- they've got a, they've, you know, I mean, the variable valve timing's only been around in cars since, like, what, the 50s? <laughs> well, they decided to catch up, huh? Well, it's supposed to. Um, uh, it's supposed to get more power and better fuel mileage. So we'll see. So it, it'll be a long, long time before I get one of those. Oh, I was going to ask you. You run out to buy one? No, no, no not at fifty-six, sixty thousand dollars. No, oh, okay. Well, they're, not, they're nice looking bikes. I mean, it's only on the CBOs, and the CBOs have gone to a more sporty version this year. So they went with an inverted fork, which is nice. But they also went with this giant, like Tesla sized screen and no gauges for their for their fairings now, which I'm not a fan of because if that screen ever goes, which mine goes. Every time it rains super hard, mine's gone out two or three times on me now. Hmm. Well, I can tell you on a spider, mine's never gone out on me. Yeah, well, you also stop a little sooner. <laughs> Lonnie's doesn't go out, but mine does. So I, it might be something about my bike. Yeah. Yeah, but it's when it's super hard. Right? But yeah, that new motor is... Uh, it's it's pretty interesting. It's like I said, there's it's more horsepower, better fuel economy, variable valve timing. Is it a one twenty 
121 or 122? I can't remember. That was 121. 121, okay. Yeah, and it comes, like I said, they have the inverted forks. They went with the short bags. I, I have the special bags, which are like a stretch bag. They go into the shorter bags. Oh, they changed the controls, like the handlebar controls. They're all new and changed, which might be a real issue. What did hmm. they change them to? Uh, they moved stuff around. Like, you know, I have, let me think here. I have two joysticks and one, two, three, three buttons on my, on my right, four on my left, because there's one on the back side even. One, two, three. No, five, one, two, three, four, five on one side and four on the other, I think it is. And they've moved stuff around now, which, you know, will probably be, from what I understand, will be more, uh, a better, better setup once right. you get used to it, but until you get used to it. There's a learning curve. Yeah. Yeah. So, so with that as well, um, K&M announced some news earlier this week. Yeah. So, uh, or not this week, uh, a couple of weeks ago as well, um, they did some redesign on their equipment, and the biggest thing they changed was uh, they added new display. They replaced the uh, display unit on the bikes. They went to a um, a ten and a quarter inch screen instead. Now, uh, currently, there's two seven point eight screens that are split. And then the big part they added is they added Apple CarPlay to the, oh. to the screen now. Still no Android Auto, though. No Android Auto. And it was very interesting watching the video, and I made a comment on the post on it. Was the They are demoing it, and they kind of said there's no Android Auto, and the guy was talking about how that it's Apple CarPlay, and unfortunately for Android Auto, People, they can still connect it, but you wouldn't get Android Auto. You could get it by Bluetooth, but that was it. You wouldn't get the screen. And they said that currently no power sport motorcycle manufacturers have Android Auto on their display units. So, as I talked to my wife about this and had the discussion about it, and she analyzed it, and she goes, well, you got to listen to the words. And I kind of did. And I said, well, Dave, and I made a comment in a post. I'm like, well, I have a buddy that has a Rogue Glide that has it. So I don't understand. Well, the word is power sports. Harley isn't a power sport manufacturer. Can-Am is. Because power sports includes snowmobiles, jet skis, motorcycles, ATVs. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You said motorcycles, John. Power, well, Harley makes motorcycles. Yeah, I mean they sell motorcycles and T-shirts. But. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. Yeah. Um. So I kind of started thinking about the wording of power sport manufacturers that make motorcycles, but then I went to the next level and I said, okay, well, I started thinking. I said, well, what about the Gold Wing? Because Honda's a power sport manufacturer. The Goldwing has. So I don't understand what the problem is, is why they don't have Android Auto on the unit. 
Maybe they don't have it on anything but their motorcycles. I don't know what the deal is, but at least they got Apple CarPlay. Going and they might. didn't have it on their three wheelers, you know, the big balloon wheel things. Oh, yeah. Back in the day that used to kill like tons of people. Yeah. Was that before your time, John? No, I'm actually ridden one. Oh, you've actually ridden one. Okay. So have I. <laughs> and we both survived. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you what, I'll tell you off air what we used to do, what I used to do. <laughs> so anyways so that's the news out of Can-Am they changed uh, they did a LED headlight upgrade and so the question is do you run buy it but I actually am not I've uh, I think I want to stick with what I got for right now Um, I've kind of learned BRP I need to just kick that out and say forget about BRP connect on the bike and and I actually went and got a um from Amazon, our buddy Chad bought it first, and he kind of gave me information. Was um, they have these motorcycle five inch motorcycle waterproof Apple CarPlay Android Auto units that are display units? So it sounded like your AutoCast that you got, Dave, but it's a display. Yeah. So and it's wireless and Bluetooth, and so. So I had that on the bike. I t- took it out the other day, and I liked it, but I don't know where I put it yet. So, Yeah, I was going to say where you go stick it. It's a pretty good-sized unit, isn't it? It's only 5-inch. The phone will be going off, the dash. That's the kicker. Oh, okay. Um, the, the bad part with it all, and this is what I learned, is that with the Android or with the BRP connecting where the screen is, it's in, like, perfect eye position for me. It's, like, right there. It's yeah. a little bit down, and it's right there. Where, like, I have my phone or the garments kind of not exactly in perfect eye vision. If it makes what if you put it on top of that uh, cubby hole on top? I have. I have a ram mount ball there, but the problem is, is that it vibrates. Uh, so it vibrates a, lot, a, little, a little bit. Actually, on the dash, it vibrates? Yeah, because it's plastic. It's a plastic uh-huh. cover that goes out there. So. Yeah, it's a little, little problem, but yeah. I'll figure it out. It's okay. Yeah. So we'll be good. And then, um, yeah. So I think that's all really news. And anything else? Oh, I guess. Uh, I know you talked about this. One thing I'll mention about technology that we don't talk about much about is uh, Senas and Cardos. And if nobody's really followed much of that, Cardo has. I think trying to take something in the market that's interesting is they are trying, they're opening up their products to better connect their units to other units. So, yeah, Cardo did a real big, so in the past, um, Cardo and Senna had a kind of competition where they wouldn't open out, you know, cross unit connections easily. Um, you could with you could, and I've done it with Cardo and a Senna, but you have to make it like on the Senna. You have to blue, pair it to the Cardo over Bluetooth, and it takes like your Senna and make it like a second GPS unit. So you lose all it's, you know, it's only allows you to connect to that Cardo, and that's it. And uh-huh. and you lose all your Bluetooth on your phone, GPS, everything. And I think the same thing happens on the Cardo side. Well. 
Cardo's opened up the technology to allow you so you can easily connect to Senos. Using the mesh system? Not the mesh, but a blu- the Bluetooth connection. Oh, okay. But still, I mean, it, it allows you to do it easier because that's the big complaint. Some people like Cardo's. Some people like Senna's. Yeah, um, some people like the uh, Euclear. Euclear and uh, Lexan. Yeah. yeah. There's several brands out there. And pretty much what it always comes down to is you get what you the group you ride with. Yep. Yeah. And and that's what you do. Um, now, you have the Cardo. Does the Cardo have mesh? So Cardo doesn't. Ha- they They have something like it. Okay. I have an older Cardo. Um, oh, and the Cardo unit that you have to use this to connect to the Senna is it has to be a newer version or newer unit. The one I have won't work. Right. Um, and then you go down to like the thing is like even with you with your shoe berth and and my showy is that they make Senna makes a unit that fits inside the helmet, which which makes it real nice. So you don't have a big you know unit sitting on. Side your helmet, helmet, you know, hitting you in the shoulder, yeah, bumping it, stuff like that, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of nice, and also it helps with aerodynamics because you know you don't have a unit sitting on your side of your head that the wind's hitting, right, and doing stuff on it. So my only big complaint I have with my with the Senna unit I have is the battery life. Yeah. Um, you would have thought that would have been a bigger battery. They could serve as big a battery as they would in that helmet. Well, right. Um, if I do Bluetooth, I mean, I can get, I think we did, I think I can get like eight hours over Bluetooth. I can make, yeah, because we're done with your Subarth. I can get like eight hours. If I do MASH, it's like four to six hours, and it's dead. Yeah, I was gonna say we were getting a good eight hours, a little more actually. Yeah. Right. So what I when I with people with mesh, what I have to remember is when I make a pit when we get gas, literally got to charge the helmet while sitting there, even if it's five ten minutes. Get there, take the helmet off, and start charging it to get a little bit of more of a juice. But yeah, those things in fifteen minutes receive quite a bit. So yeah, and the, and the bad part is unfortunately you cannot charge it while it's riding, which. You know, I can understand. I kind of found a downside to that, but I kind of understand why. Because where the port is in the back of your head, I mean, you can bust the port for charging port and stuff, and then you know it's not as waterproof then because then water could get on that port. So right. So if you start charging it while it's on, it actually turns itself off. Oh, okay. Anyways. That's that's all the news we got and updates on our trips, right, Dave? Right, right, right. I'll, next podcast, I'll talk some about uh, Ocean City, hopefully. All right. Well, we'll do that next time. You're going to have a little shot before you go, or are you done for the night? You've already had one. Oh, I got one. All right. Here we go. All right. Thanks again, everybody joining for us, and uh, check us out and keep the rubber side down. All right. Later. That's it for this episode of Asphalt Chasers. We hope you enjoyed the ride as much as we did. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can find us on social media or visit our website for more information. Remember to always ride safely and responsibly and to enjoy every moment on the road. Until next time, keep chasing the asphalt and living life to the fullest.